Welcome to Strange Gossip. I'm Catherine. And I'm Taylor. And this is going to be like your friend's take on the weird. Because we're tired of real life problems and want to talk about spooky shit. Ooh, it's the Halloween episode, everybody. Welcome Happy to episode Halloween. three. We're, um, well, one of us is dressed up today. I really <laughs> came prepared. Moth woman. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I got the dress. We got some Mothman earrings that David made me. We're really feeling the spooky Halloween fantasy. I just love it. I am so excited. Halloween is my favorite time of the year. So just to kind of be, to have an episode come out on Halloween just feels very like the universe is aligning right now. We did not plan that really. Like we (laughs) were like, oh, let's put the first episode out this day. And then I was looking at it and I'm like, oh my God, we're going to have an episode on Halloween. Like how perfect for a spooky podcast. Love it. It's so meant to be. It really, really. And also this topic on Halloween, cryptids, like, whoo, my heart. (laughs) All the stars are aligning. So happy Halloween, everybody. We're so happy you're here and with us again. Welcome. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. I hope the first episode. Why can't I talk like that? (laughs) I hope that the first two episodes were great. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you're following us. Um, And I'm excited to get into this topic. So before we do that, though, I wanted to bring up some of the latest and greatest current event topics, I guess you could say. So Ooh, Taylor, let's go. I'm one, excited to hear I'm just going to come out the gate with it. The airplane girl has been identified. And I don't know if you must be living under a rock if you do not know about the airplane girl. But she <laughs> pointed at someone in the airplane and was like, that motherfucker right there is not real. Mind you, I thought her outfit was so cute. It introduced me to Goyard. <laughs> which Wait, I was like, oh, her purse <laughs> is like, it's like this like, fancy, like... <laughs> It's like, it's like Louis Vuitton, but like underground, like Goyard only sells in like retail store, like only in their stores and not online. And I was like, oh, is this like, it's like a whole thing. Anyway, I'm like, I need a Goyard bag. They're like 4K. And I'm like, I need to sit down. Um, I just, <laughs> hold on, hold on, pause. I just love that you watched a video that was circling the internet of a woman screaming at something to get off the plane and went, cute bag though. <laughs> her outfit was cute as shit. It I was literally, though. It really was. You're so I right. went, I was looking for her shirt everywhere. I ended up buying one on Amazon. Like I went, <laughs> Taylor, it's a whole thing. Anyway, I was like, that's cute, cute outfit. That's like a good <laughs> Halloween costume. Is I that messed up? I should have wore that. Uh, Cause okay. I'm only dressed up in spirit. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't have costumes, but I guess I have the airplane girl costume and I should have fucking worn it. That's a missed opportunity. Okay, but you have to. Like, you have to do that for Halloween. Okay, That's hilarious. Maybe I'll wear it on our next episode just for funsies. Just <laughs> and then for I straight that up, I straight up brought the jeans, the shirt. I did not buy the 4K Goyard bag, though. I will be okay. honest. Is there a knock- but anyway, like a knockoff or a dupe? Yeah, but at that point, it's like, are you going to knock off? That's like knocking off, like, Louis V. You just don't. It's just not... Uh, you could. I don't know if I'm that person though. But I, I anyway, where is the line so, of like when do you when do you get a fake bag? When are fake bags okay? When you're I just mean, like, I guess like when you have a costume. I guess this would be fitting. That's so true. But I think there's a little part of me that like when we lived in New York, there was like one specific street where you knew they sold fake all bags. Yeah, and that was like kind of a fun experience. Not saying that I bought anything from there ever on record, but great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I mean, I may have fake Supreme slides from Barcelona. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, Anyway, but speaking of her outfit, though, she was interviewed, once she got identified, she was interviewed by TMZ in an airport of all fucking things, and she's wearing a very similar outfit to the one that she wore before, just different colors, hair done the same way. But a lot of people are like, it doesn't look like her. And I would have to agree. It does not look like her. Like, (gasps) like there's a semblance, but I just, I don't know. Some people are saying it's like a plant. It's very weird. She came out with a message of like, your mental health is important, but never really explained what happened. Um, I didn't go too far down that rabbit hole, but but it's out there. Yeah. If you're interested in the airplane girl, um, you could look into it. I think... I don't know. There's unless she comes out and says what actually happened. There's just so many theories, but I thought it was funny. That's so true. Do you have a leading theory of what you think happened? Mm, it's weird that like it doesn't look like her. Like if it came out and it was her and she was like mental health, I'd be like, oh, she probably just had a like a little bit of a breakdown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that it just kind of breeds into the fact of like what what was that? I don't know. What what? For, I mean, for real. Like, I, I think. I don't know, like, if some woman was on a plane and saying, like, I need to get off, like, that person's not real, I'd freak out. I would out. get the I fuck would, off. I think I'd get off the plane. I'd be like, I guess I'm not. I'd be not. like, nah, <laughs> it's good. You know what? I'll, I'll try drive. tomorrow. It's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't really know what I would do in that situation. Like, I'm sure. First of all, I would ask her, hey, girl, where'd you get your shirt from? Because it was such a shit show to find it. <laughs> Second, <laughs> I would get off the plane. <laughs> hey, 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 pause. Your outfit, girl. You're killing it. <laughs> Hold on a minute. I've got a real question. <laughs> she did look cute, though. It's so funny that you say that. <laughs> it's terrible to say, but I literally thought the same thing. Right? I'm like, that. she looks so put together. I love it. She really does. The outfit looked great. I don't know why it made me think of, like, Hawaii, like, style, but it did. There's something it about was. it. It that- was. It was very, like, relaxed, but still, like, I don't know. Together. It, it worked In out bun. really well. Yeah. 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 I loved it. Oh my anyway, gosh, so do you good. have any current topics? I do. I do. Oh. And I have photos with my current topics. So oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Now, I it's because it's been a minute since we did our last record, of course. So yes. I wanted to make sure we bring up the mummified aliens that were presented to the Mexican Congress. Okay. Do you know about this? Have you I, seen this? <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you seen the meme where it said, is this cake? And they made it into cake. <laughs> Okay, but I will put that in the edit. That is so funny. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Because it looks like so legit. They did such a great job. Like you would not know. And like, and then they cut into it and it's cake. And I really think Netflix should just make that a trailer. (laughs) I mean, truly. I mean, I mean that it's begging to be used in like a Halloween episode, right? Like it has to be. Well, because it looks so fake. I'm going to share my screen. Immediately. No. Look at this guy. No. Incorrect. What? How? Where? No. Look at its little mouth. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it looks like a it I looks love like how an they went, arts and I, crafts project. No. 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 <laughs> I love Pass. how they went with the three fingers too. Like, come on. Like, let's figure it out. <laughs> let's be a little bit more imaginative, okay? I like that it's in a very dramatic like art like here is it in this like coffin looking feeling I know like, and then they put like dust, dust around it. In it like honey that looks like something got cremated in there that doesn't even look whatever it is <laughs> I, it I can't cracks I don't know. me up it cracks me up because like 
for me, like, it just screams, like, arts and crafts project. Like, yes, my husband paper mache. Is, yes, is very into clay. And I was like, I <gasps> Wait. have to say, like, I just think David would make a better version of this. Wait, what? Okay, I was just going to say David needs to make the earrings. <laughs> because I truly, I, I have to, like, shout out David. I mean, he's been, like, really into, like, clay. He, he's he's a man of many hobbies. He just, I wish yeah. I had this about myself. I do not. But David will just like come up with a hobby. And he's been like doing clay stuff. So, so cute. He made me these little Mothman cryptid earrings. Love them. And so you're right. I'm going to ask The little him. feats. Yes. The little feats. Aliens. <laughs> Specifically this. But anyway, so, so with this, um, just in case someone's listening and they can't see all the things we just showed, um, basically like in the photos I'm showing Taylor, there are two alien specimens that are really small in stature, two eyes, a mouth, two arms, two legs, three fingers on each hand um, with elongated heads. And it just looks yeah. like a terrible plot. It's awful. And um, first, like also too, if you're not watching this, it's easily findable. You can find us on YouTube or watch on Spotify. I definitely recommend, especially for this episode. I have a, like I have a whole PDF girlfriend, um, a PDF, a PowerPoint. <laughs> I'm not a corporate girly. Okay. But I am, but I'm also like not that great at it. <laughs> it's, it's a PowerPoint. Wonderful. So I highly recommend watching this episode if you can great note great point I also have a ton of photos so we'll be and I'll be we'll incorporate it we'll also put some stuff up on Instagram as well yeah so you can see it backwards but yeah this this is the episode to watch like yeah 100 percent 100 percent but I have a little bit about the story and it's actually a little bit oh. deeper there's a little bit bigger of a picture here with like faked objects do you know anything about this no Okay, so just to kind of sum up the background of this specifically, a journalist slash UFO enthusiast presented two mummified aliens that were supposedly found in Peru in 2017 to Mexico's Congress. The journalist shares that he believes them to be over a thousand years old and one to be a female because of the discovery of eggs found inside one of them. Yeah, eggs because they're cake. Like... <laughs> real ones cracked into that flour baby like literally the yolks oh my goodness um but Sorry, from what, like all the all the things i found like it's an absolute fraud like it's even already been like found out that it was human remains yes. animal bones and plaster like that's what they used to make wait it. really so it was paper mache basically basically wow. but that's kind of where it's the time oh i know i mean like, if you want, well, okay, well, because this is part of like the larger story. So apparently this one artifact and this one story is a part of a larger group of hoaxers that present fake evidence to gain a claim. Like so this annoying. is like a larger thing. Um, some of their work include the famous Roswell slides. Shout out Roswell, episode oh, one. No. Um, but they're, they're basically these slides that showed mummies that were taken at Roswell. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing that on the internet, but it was completely proven to be fake. So, but that's also them, same group, as well as the Demon Fairy. Did you see that online? I'm not it was seen like the going Demon around. Fairy. I should have grabbed a photo. I'll put it in the pod. I'll put it in. Okay. But it's um, <laughs> it's actually just a bat with wooden sticks that they made, like they sh- like shaped it to look like a Demon Fairy. Hilariously, hmm. though, it wasn't discovered to be a fake until after they sold it for ten thousand dollars. I would be pissed. Um, you know, just a true lesson to anyone listening that like, check, do a little research, check it out before you buy anything. Like if someone offers you, I don't Get know, the knockoff. aliens, 
<laughs> go get the knockoff. Go, this episode, go to Barcelona, dupes. go to LA, go to the go New get York the City, Lower East oh Side. <laughs> it's so true. Get the dupe. You do not need. I mean, it was technically a dupe, though. I mean, they, they just yeah, put that actually, together. Yeah, actually, though. With, anyway, so I just thought that was wow. hilarious. And that's just so annoying absolutely of them. Yeah, ridiculous. So larger. I didn't know that this was like kind of a whole underground group of hoaxers. I just think that's kind of like, what do those meetings look like? Are, are they getting on Zoom once a month and going, oh, what mystical creature can we fake today? Like, Pretty much. No, there's people in Russia that are literally go out and they create conspiracies about the craziest stuff and they'll post it all over social media. So it'll kick up and it's usually about like US stuff. Mm, um, I have heard this. Yes. And they'll go and like create like drama basically it's very interesting i don't have the time for that maybe i do maybe this is what this podcast is <laughs> <laughs> this this podcast is about the drama that is true but the drama of like fun spooky stuff not like right. oh, the drama yeah. of like real world stuff a valid point a valid point Schmerz. well with that <laughs> um i did want we did want to make a note before we get into our episode on cryptids and such because um, many of you know obviously we're from maui and there was a tragedy there and we don't want to just completely ignore that so you know unfortunately um a lot has happened there if you don't know you know definitely take a look into that luckily our family is safe um and our close friends but there has been a lot of people affected there and so we just want to keep maui in our thoughts and send good vibes over there Absolutely. And just our hearts go out to our community. You know, like Lahaina is such a part of us. It's where we were raised and so many people we love have been affected by this. So just know we're sending so much love. And if you all can think of Maui and keep them in your hearts, we'd really, really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of leads into my cryptid. So my cryptid's actually from Hawaii. Oh. Um, I picked this cryptid prior to everything happening, but I think it'll be somewhat cathartic to kind of go over it. So yeah. um, what do you know about the Menahune. What do you remember growing up about the Menahune? Okay, that's a great question. I mean, you know the Menahune as like a like classic Hawaii lore. Like they are this I almost want to compare them to like fairies or elves. Yeah. Like they're kind of this like known I think I don't actually know a ton about the Menehune, to be okay, honest. Okay, well, More just let me beyond fill you in. That, and that they're just kind of, they have like their own little, little villages, and you can make, um, you can present them with things as like offerings or something. Maybe okay. I'm completely misremembering this, but See, you can do things for the Menehune. Yes. So what I remember growing up is, like you said, they're kind of like almost like fairies. Like in my mind, for some reason, they're like pea size, maybe a few inches tall. It's like okay, how I remember tiny. them. Okay, I, yeah. I so like, I think maybe that's just a me thing. We'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> so but that's what I remember them as, like very like much like tricksters. Like anytime yes. you like lost a sock or you lost some other item, um, you would blame the Menahune. Like yes. the Menahune came in and like moved your sock or you must have pissed off the Menahune because now they're messing with you or whatever. That is what I remember. Um, basically, they just like move things around. They're little people, um, but they're almost like have this like, I don't know. They almost feel like fairies. Like they're like fairy tale. Yeah. Well, there's definitely like a lore for sure. There is a lore. And they also too, they're pretty prevalent because there's actually the Menuhune Water Company has them as oh, a logo. Yeah. And it's oh like they're gosh, a little yeah. like guy and he's just carrying the water. And it's just like the Menuhune are like well-known, spoken about little like, I don't even know what to call them. 
cryptids would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of the Menahune. Um, as far as the history and legend, I'm going to kind of jump into that. And then I've got some crazy stuff coming up. So the Hawaiian legend has it that Menahune are a group of small, mischievous people that live in forests and valleys of the islands. And they're most prevalent in Kauai, but they're also thought to be on all of the islands. And there are those that believe they are the first settlers of Hawaii. And then some that believe they still roam around the islands today. So definitely interesting. Um, here's a note on size. So size-wise, the most common accounts that I have found stay between two to three feet tall, which is more similar to what you were thinking. I have seen some that say they're like as small as six inches, but those are usually from children, like those accounts, which... I don't okay, know. on brand. <laughs> That's like what I thought. Um, but I think the standard is around like four, two to three to four feet. Um, mm -hmm. They have been known to carry arrows and are great craftsmen. And so it's said that they do a lot of their building at night because they do not like to be seen. So if someone were to catch them in the act of building, they would abandon the project. And then there are also a lot of structures still standing that are attributed to Menahune today in Hawaii. Interesting, right? Interesting. So I don't remember a lot of it on Maui. Again, a lot of these structures are sitting on Kauai, which is kind wow. of interesting. Um, one of those being the Menehune Fish Pond. So this pond is about 900 feet long and five foot tall. It's a wall um, that separates the pond from the kind of greater river located inland in Kauai. And it's said that the Menahune built this pond in one night and they performed legendary engineering feats and used building technologies that differ from some of the seen, some seen in traditional Hawaiian construction. So like wow. looking at Hawaiian construction, they can't like, it's not the same. It's definitely different. Wow. Interesting. So huh. this is where I'm going to get in to a little slideshow for us. So I'm going to share my screen. So here is the logo for the Menahune Water Company. First of all, just so you can get an idea of like what we think the Menahune look like. Um, little guys, little pot bellies. They're very strong. Look at him carrying that water. <laughs> so this is definitely what I remember from like the ABC stores. Do you remember this logo? Yes, absolutely. Okay. It's funny when you like see a logo all the time as a kid, don't think twice about it, but it's like, oh my gosh, I just remember this. I feel like everywhere. Right? ABC store all the time. But just so you guys can get an idea of like what a Menahune looks like, very strong kind of pot belly, very like they're wearing like a Hawaiian like style, like headdress and cloth. And like, this is a typical like Menahune when you think of Menahunes in Hawaii. For sure. All right. So leading into the Alicoco fish pond or better known as the Menahune fish pond. Um, so you can see that little strip of um, kind of like wall between the river and the greater fish pond. Can you see that or are our heads covering it? I, I just moved us. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I can okay. See so that is what they say the Menahune is built. So wow. again, 900 feet. Um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then five foot tall. And so they're saying, and what that does is essentially it lets like the fish into that little like corral area. Mm -hmm. They grow up and then they're too big to swim back out. So it's a way for them to like catch fish. It's said that the Hawaiian royals commissioned the work from the Menahune and then they would pay them in shrimp. Um, but some say they think that this structure predates the early Hawaiian settlers. So there's wow. debate over it. Yeah. Wow. So pretty crazy. But either way, definitely an impressive structure for way back in the day. 
The first population census conducted in Kauai, Wainiha Valley in 1820 reported 2,000 people, and of those, 65 were listed as Menehune. <laughs> what? Right? Right? That's what I said. It says it on the census? It's on the census. 65 people are Menehune. Wait. Yeah. Hold yeah. on. Hold everything. What? Wait, what year was this? I know. Um, it was 1820. Oh, that's like recent. I mean, girl. I mean, like not like recent, recent, but like, <laughs> like not too far. <laughs> I mean, it was the first population census that was conducted. But here's a thought, and here's why some people think that some people are listed as Menahune. So some think that the world word Menahune comes from the Tahitian word Manahune, which is a Tunisian word for cast of commoners. Rude. Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> but if you think about it, like they build, they're they're known to build a lot. It would make sense that like if maybe these these people that lived there were shorter and smaller, and they built and they, you know, the the Hawaiian settlers came in and kind of were like, well, you're like the Menahune. You're like you know, a step below, which is kind of weird. Oh yeah, that's terrible. I don't know. I don't know if people got labeled as that because they were short or what it was, but 65 of them were listed. Wow. So. Moving on to the crazy part. Are you ready for this? Okay, that was already the crazy part. (laughs) (laughs) Well, would you believe me if I told you Hawaii also has its own Stonehenge? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Okay. So this is Necker Island. It's an island in the northwestern Hawaiian island chain that doesn't show any signs of inhabitants besides Hawaii's own version of Stonehenge. So you can see, obviously, like Hawaii area, what we are all used to. I thought Niiha was the end of the Hawaiian chain, to be honest with you. (laughs) I knew there was like some little ones off of it, but Mm -hmm. this is one of those. So if you go into like the Leeward Islands, Necker Island is the second one back there. So here we go. There are about 52 archaeological sites with 33 ceremonial upright stones that are believed to line up with particular celestial bodies. According to legend, these stones were placed by the Menahune after they were cast off the islands. So you can see like the little upright stones there. Mm -hmm. There's Look at this island. Nobody's living on that. There's no trees. There's no shade. There's very little food. You can see obviously birds there and like some shrubbery, but this is not an island where people would just be putting these up. That's insane because, you know, there's that larger theory that there are Stonehenges across the globe to connect. Have you heard this? Like No. Like because – Stonehenge, they found similar structures all across the world, and apparently they're all supposed to connect. Like, I think one of the, like, conspiracy theories is that they all kind of, I think they were, like, portals or something like that. But the okay, fact we that there's, oh, for sure. Um, but, you know, a lot of people think it was just used to keep time, like a calendar, you know, the, the, the typical thing you hear about Stonehenge. So it's, but it is really, I did not know that there was one in I, Hawaii. My brain is I, blown. We grew up there and we had zero clue that this was, like, however many, like, nautical miles. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, like, so wait for the this. floor. Check this out. What are those? Where did you? So there are some accounts that the Menahune can turn people and themselves into stone if they are angered. Okay, and this these were familiar. found. They were found on that island. What? Yeah. By Stonehenge? 
Yeah. There's I like the Hawaiian Stonehenge. So I don't know. It's so, and those, that looks like a Menahuni to me. Like that would be what I would imagine. It's so interesting. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's just weird. These stones were found, but something to note is even in all of the Hawaiian chains, anywhere that you look, no remains have been found to prove the Menahune. Oh, but we have these structures. We have these kind of weird things that we can't explain. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, but yeah, go ahead. I was just wondering, like, was there anything about like, besides Menahune, like, was there anything else about who would have built these no, there's like no, there's no account of like where that stuff came from. Wow. That's so fascinating. Cause so David and I will be watching like ancient aliens or watching something about whatever, whatever's on television yeah. with world mysteries. And sometimes we're just like, how bored were our ancestors that they were like, I'm just going <laughs> to, I don't know, I'm going to make some sculptures or something. <laughs> I know. Like, first of all, that's hard. Yes. <laughs> you know seriously. what I mean? Maybe it's carried on because we're still doing it with like the Mexican <laughs> and Peru. We're still making them, I guess. <laughs> so true. How like, long... From where in the timeline does their hoaxes, hundreds of years from now, they're like, oh my gosh, can you believe this like demon right? fairy? <laughs> like True. maybe someone's True. literally juking us. I don't know. <laughs> but oh, anyway, yes. the Menahune have been part of like a lot of like cultural things, right? And they're also in the media. So they've made appearances in marketing for Alani Resorts, which is the Disney resort on Oahu, if you don't know. Oh. It's pretty cute. They marketed the kids' pool area bridge as being built by the Menahune, oh. who they then boasted as being master builders. Nickelodeon also has an animated short that features the Menahune. And so I'll link that in the show notes if you want to take a look. But they've even been featured in Rocket Power. Okay, what? I love Rocket Power. <laughs> Oh, it's super cute. I love it. It's just like, I don't know. Something about it just makes me really happy. Um, but in addition to those things, there is also, and we're going to get in the, into this too um, a little bit later, but there is um, a show on Animal Planet and it's about finding Bigfoot. Um, and they did a whole episode on the Menahune. So they researched, they talked to some locals about eyewitness accounts, which is definitely something we'll get into um, and kind of go through that. But Check this out. There have been remains found of homofluorescence, essentially little people in Flores, which is a tropical island in Indonesia. And they were found in 2003 in a cave. And they estimate that they were about 3.5 feet tall, hobbit-like hominoids. Initial testing dated the remains to be about 100,000 to 60,000 years old. Wow. So my question is, like, is it possible that these people were savvy voyagers and ended up actually being the first settlers in Hawaii and we just haven't found the remains yet? Wow, that's a great question because I totally see that. There's so much of the voyaging is part of, like, Polynesian culture. And yeah. so to imagine the larger scope, granted, obviously, it's still far, but, like, uh, I just feel like that whole area is known for, like, voyaging amongst different cultures and people and I'm like I just that that's not a far just, leap. Yeah, like the fact that they found a human-like species that is around this size in a different area. Is it possible that they just kind of went from Indonesia to Hawaii? Like sure. Yeah, I why not? Given all the other, I mean that's kind of how a lot of early that's how Hawaiians the, that's, made it. Like that's exactly. 
not that's not a far jump. I totally it's see really that. not. It's wow. really not. So they, I think like the biggest question is, are the Menehune folklore or are they actually a race of people? Wow. So Great very question. interesting. Huh. I know. And also too, like tales of small forest creatures are not unique to Flores either. The Indonesian island of Sumatra has orange pendic, um, or orange pendic. I'm not exactly sure to pronounce it, but that translates to short person. And so they have a thick mane of hair. It's head down and back. And it's, it's around five feet tall as well, um, which is interesting. Very similar. The mythology surrounding Ibu Gogo and Orin Pendic, which are like the small races of people, is similar to that of the Menehune and may relate to a shared cultural memory of a short-statured race that has become extinct. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I really, this is mind blowing because I feel like growing up in Hawaii, Menehune were like, it, for me personally, I, I just feel like it was fairy tale. fairy tale. Like it was elves. 100%. You know, it was something that like you didn't really, it was like, oh yeah, that's kind of a thing. But to actually think about them not only existing in the real world, but having a really, really like like all they are missing is just finding those remains in Hawaii. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Like, they're just one discovery, and the fact that when was that Indonesian discovery in the two thousands? Two thousand three. That's what I'm like. That's so recent, yeah. and like so, I feel like there really is a shot where maybe we do a follow up a year. You know, ideally we'll yeah, be doing this podcast like forever, but it could come to light. Like that doesn't seem like such a stretch. That's amazing. And that's kind wow. of like what a cryptid is, right? Like it is a species yeah. that has not yet been identified. And it's just, I don't know, it's very weird. But I wanted to get into some eyewitness accounts because that's yes, always please. a good time. Yes. So these are all from that show, Finding Bigfoot. Um, so John, one of the locals in that show was showing the team around the island and his dad saw Bigfoot back in the day when he worked in the sugarcane fields. So he said he was driving a truck across the Kohoka Bridge at night um, and saw a small two to three foot person run across the road in Malo, which is the cloth. And he said it couldn't be a child because it was muscular and looked like a little man. Huh. Yeah. And like no child's going to be running around in a cloth. Well, I guess I run around in diapers. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that was one. And then there's a man that claims to have been in the jungle and came across a cave that had been carved, like it had a carved bench in it from the rock area. So it's like carved into the cave, this little bench, um, and he sat down in it and he thinks that the cave was a place where the Menhuni lived and he claims to be the person that could have lived there. He was like saying that the person that would have lived in that tiny little area would have been about 3.5 to 4 foot tall. Wow. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, the reason that he thinks that is, again, a lot of the Menahune are said to like live in the forest. They're very shy. Um, they don't really live where like the rest of society lives, mm -hmm. right? So they live up in these forests and these caves. And so that's, he said he saw this tiny little cave. Um, very interesting. Yeah. And then, so Bobby was an eyewitness and he said he was riding his bike to work through a field in Kauai and heard two men talking in a language he never heard. When the creatures talking heard him um, snap a twig under his bike, they went extremely quiet. He said the language almost sounded like Czech and was like a lot of like K and T's. He said the voices were very manly and he said the area is very secure. So nobody's really going up there and he doesn't think any 
other people were in the area. And then earlier that week, he said he saw footprints that were about um, a foot in gate. So if you're thinking about that, like tiny little gate, and um, they were three inches of a footprint leading up into the forest. So putting those two together, he figured it was the Menahune. And so if you're thinking of like that language, like it's like very like interesting, like, I don't know. Different from he was very sure. Yeah. It seems like some type of like, it would seem very similar to Hawaiian. Like there's a lot of K's in Hawaiian language. Um, but he said he was like, never heard that before. So interesting. Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, Yeah, I have two more for you. So Albert is a local on Oahu who said he was walking a trail on the east side and saw three little men slash creatures sitting in a fern on the mountain ridge. He said that they were hairy except for their faces, and he said they were nonchalant and not scared of him. They just deadpan looked at him with a slight smile on their face. He turned his head away for a second, and when he looked back, they were gone. He said they looked kind of like a cross between a hedgehog and an ape. Um, personally, I think these were more of like maybe a type of monkey, but then again, there aren't really any monkeys in Hawaii. So either way, this would be a cryptid. Also something to note is there are mixed reports on if Menahune were covered in hair or if they were more human-like with only hair on their heads. Wow. When they showed the picture of this, I don't have it because I didn't, I, I don't want to like get into like copyright issues or whatever, but if you do want to watch the episode, it's available on Amazon. It's like $3 or something. But they look like, like the way that they depicted them, they definitely looked like some type of monkey. Oh. Like I was like, I don't see this as a menahune, but like maybe. But yeah. it's weird because there is no monkeys on Oahu either. No, that would be strange regardless of what it is. And it's something that like I could see over time the tale of the menahune like it just, it feels so tied to elves, like crafts, like the craftsmanship, the size, like I can see it over time kind of, you know, as cultures, the the Mm -hmm. conversations are passed down, people are kind of drawing similar stories. So it would be fascinating to see kind of like those distinct differences instead of it being so made to look like a human, like what, what does that look like? I don't really know. It's a good question. I know. It's super interesting. The last one is Piahi, a woman from the Big Island who got married in Kona at the Sheraton, and she claims that Menahune was captured in one of her wedding photos. She said that um, her niece kept telling them that there was a face in the photo, and when she looked at it and took it to the elders, they confirmed that they believed it was a Menahune. To me, I think that that picture, it definitely looks of like, it's like a case of making a face out of nature. However, Mm -hmm. it could be a menahune. Like, you know, when you see a cloud and you're like, that looks like a horse. (laughs) It's kind of giving me that vibe. Again, Mm -hmm. I don't have this picture. I'm so sorry, you guys, but it's on that episode. Um, It's just not clear enough for me to be like, yeah, like for sure something. Yeah, it was definitely interesting though. But that's the Menahunes. I have a whole different perspective on them because when I jumped into this and started this research, like I I was just like you, like it's a fairy tale. They're like little mischievous fairies Mm -hmm. um, that come in. And I had no idea that we had a Stonehenge in Hawaii. That is shocking. I mean, truly, like, I'm that can be its own episode in itself of figuring out if there are connections. I think one of my favorite 
things is when they zoom out and they do the lines connecting them across the globe. So I'd love to kind of see like how Hawaii's connect to other ones. Yeah, I wonder if they have it connected in there. Yeah, because I feel like I've never heard that. I've never heard that That's my thing. I've never heard of that in my life. Oh. So interesting. Maybe we'll we'll get into that on a different episode, like a general weird or something. Ooh. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely have to do that. Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, great job. That was wild. Wild. Crazy. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to deep dive search into this. (laughs) Right? (laughs) All the the homework that this is. I feel like that's the best part about like sharing stories back and forth is me learning something new and going, well, now I know I'm going to spend my weekend or my next Google. No kidding. Right? (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Taylor. That was incredible. Great to learn about the Menehune. And what a kind of sweet thing, too, to tie in our childhood and, you know, Hawaii things. I I think that's what's – where especially now, like, being able to talk about Hawaii and just how much it's a part of us, even though we don't live there anymore, it's just such a huge part of our lives. Yeah, 100%. Hawaii is very spiritual, too, so they're definitely going to get more out of me. Night marchers are a big one. That's definitely coming. I've had a personal experience with that. I feel like I have a lot of personal experiences, and I think we touched on this in the last episode, but, like, I promise (laughs) – I just want to get hanging. all of the good ones out. You left everyone hanging with the ghost peeing in your bed. I mean, the, the I fact. <laughs> Listen, let's try to not bring this up as much. <laughs> you you have to share that story hey. eventually. Just saying, just saying. I'm oh, excited. just an update. I, I guess I update on the Hat Man. The the little green Bissell, the little green machine, f- fully sucked his ass up. He's gone. Oh, great. ten Boy out of ten Amazon review. Love him. Get it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I yeah. I mean, Prime Day is coming up. Do your shopping. Not sponsored, but great for yeah, demon yeah. hunting. It's <laughs> great. I love it. All right. Well, now for my cryptid, here's a little bit of a hint. I will be covering Ooh, I would have never Mothman. I'm love it. so excited. He's a Mothman. <laughs> Wait, do you get that reference? That song? Boxman. No. Okay, so I know you and I used to watch a lot of YouTube videos. I couldn't remember if you and I were also like Smosh watchers. Wait, wait. Boxman. Very, very classic yes, YouTube. It's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I know we would, so just a little background for Taylor and I, we would spend like tons of afternoons just on YouTube, but very early YouTube. Like, like Shane Dawson days. Oh, like way back. Like, and Albano Black Sheep was like yes. ever ruling. The little plaid ninjas. Oh, oh I my feel God. like we watched that like over and over, like on repeat. I think we were able to like, like we knew all of the beats at a certain point. We were obsessed yeah, with tiny plaid ninjas. So thank, I don't know who created that, but thank you. That was really pivotal <laughs> to our lives. We appreciate it. And that just brings back like so many, like Taylor and I would truly like, I'd go over to her place, we'd watch those videos, and then we'd hunt cats because Taylor does, like, the best impression of... Can you still do the impression? I don't know if I could still do it. Let me try. Like, I don't even remember. I just like, okay, let me... This is embarrassing. I go speak to my bed and I also talk cat. Um, <laughs> the perfect description. I'm so embarrassed by, like, anybody watching this. Oh like, knows me, gosh, like, no. seriously. I was impressed and I was, like, fully, like, I was like, my friend can speak cat. You don't understand. Legit. I would catch so many cats. Ke- Kelly's cat. I caught her cat and then gave it, like, literally. Fleming, I would just. Right? I also, yes. And I also catched, like, I was a weird kid, obviously. That's I would why we catch were friends. pigeons. I would throw towels on pigeons and catch pigeons. My dad's like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> The cat. Okay, the cat. Let me try it. 
It was like. I love you, but I did think it was a smidge better. I'm crying. My voice is like, my dog came. even move she's not even in here she like ran away That's so funny oh, thank you so much for letting me put you on the spot that i was beautiful <laughs> i'm gonna practice that and come back later but i'm telling you is right here i'm telling you like your wires are crossed that makes sense it grabbed the dog that is so yeah, yeah, funny I got the dog. but i'm not kidding like we were like what 10 ish yeah like, we, were we, young. Were young. we were kid yeah. kids and i just remember like convinced i would like hide behind taylor as taylor would like duck down into these little mm-hmm. areas because there's just so many wild cats there so many stray cats and i yeah. just remember like i being like my friend like she she can connect with them like i was like you could not tell me Dude, otherwise it was like i could i don't know so what it was funny. i just so yeah. funny i literally yeah. okay anyway back to mothman <laughs> can you do a mothman impression I wish. A Mothman I don't even know what that sound like. They scream. I mean, you are doing one. You're dressed as one. It's so true. It's, they, 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 apparently, it. they're screeching, but I don't really know the screeching noises a Mothman makes. But I don't know either. I just have to say, covering cryptids is like the most magical thing. But when it came to picking one for our first cryptid episode, I it felt like I was picking between children. Like it's like telling you have <laughs> one favorite child, and it felt very mean. Like I felt like oh I God. kind of felt like a mean parent being like, "I'm so sorry, Bigfoot. I'm so sorry, Loch Ness monster. I'm so sorry, Chupacabra." Oh and I just God. was like. Mothman, like it just was. I had such a hard time with it. See, that's so funny that you felt that way. I was like, I have no idea because there's just so much information on some of them that it's like, where where do you even stop? It's so, and it can be. I think that's the thing. Like, I I'm excited to talk about Mothman and really get into it, but it really was like, uh, there's like a when you have a cryptid, when you have lore, when you have these legends, I mean, they really take off beyond, no, no pun intended there with the takeoff, but they, they truly like, they, it just becomes otherworldly and it becomes Mm -hmm. like, there's just so many, everyone has their opinion, everyone has their theories. And then you're talking about, you know, 1966 was when this all kind of started. So it's a long time ago and left a lot of years for the internet to kind of do its thing and go wild. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But I'm I'm so excited to do the Mothman. I kind of, there's just a soft spot. There's a soft spot for the Mothman. I think he's kind of cute. It's just like a cute little, like, fuzzy, fuzzy creature. (laughs) And like, there's something just about like piercing red eyes. It just has like the classical makings of a good monster. Like, you can't make out any features. Seven foot tall, huge wings, and bright red eyes. Like, it's kind of like, I love it. It's that monster feeling. So let's go ahead and get into it. On November 15th, 1966, near Point Pleasant, West Virginia, two young couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallet, were driving together on State Route 62. As they approached the locally referred to TNT area, they saw a seven-foot humanoid creature on the side of the road. 
As they got closer, their headlights revealed the being's large, glowing red eyes and white wings. Their commotion, along with the light from their headlights, frightened the creature, causing it to awkwardly stumble out of the light and, like a helicopter, take off, showcasing its 10-foot wingspan. Damn. I know. Roger, the driver of the vehicle, immediately noped his way out of there and headed back (laughs) to town, all four of them rightfully stunned. But something changed. Their panicked movement caught the attention of the creature, and it decided to follow them. Hmm. Linda, Steve, and Mary screamed at Roger to go faster, so he floored it, yet the creature was able to keep up with them at around 100 miles per hour, shrieking as it flew. Can I just say, it does kind of give me like a moth attracted to light. Yeah. He's he's like, I'm one, it startled him. And then two, he was like, I got to go towards the light. Yeah, a little bit. Like, Like, at first, he's afraid. At first, he's afraid of the light. But then then he's he's entranced. Then he's like, ooh, panic, chaos. I'm in. Like, very. (laughs) Talk about a dramatic creature. (laughs) Do we love this? Is it going to hurt me? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's let's follow it. Let's see what happens. And so as they entered the town, the creature finally backed down and disappeared into the night. Shaken up, the couples decided to go to the police and explain what they had just witnessed. The next day, the headline, couple see man-sized bird, dot dot, creature, dot dot, something, makes Point Pleasant register paper. Within the article, Steve is quoted as saying, it was like a man with wings. It wasn't like anything you'd see on TV or in a monster movie. Roger follows up by saying, I'm a hard guy to scare, but last night I was for getting out of there. If I had seen it while by myself, I wouldn't have said anything, but there were four of us who saw it. Linda, Mm -hmm. Roger's wife, sketched out what they had seen. I'm going to show you that right now. Okay, weird. So this is what she drew. He's got hips, though. <laughs> Honestly, cinched. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Nice waist. <laughs> really, yeah, voluptuous Mothman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The story and the press it would receive would bring to light many more Mothman stories in the area. A group of gravediggers in Clendenin, West Virginia, come forward with their own accounts of the Mothman three days earlier than the original sighting. While working in a cemetery, the men spotted something massive soaring over their heads, then begin to move rapidly from tree to tree. They mm-hmm. described the creature as large, brown, and human-like. The Gettysburg <laughs> Times reported that there were nine sightings within a week, including two volunteer firefighters who claimed to have seen a very large bird with large red eyes. Another account later documented in the famous book The Mothman Prophecies, tells the story of a German shepherd named Bandit who chased after large glowing red eyes before disappearing into the woods. Oh, no. I know. It's always the dog stories that make me go, oh, no. (laughs) Devastated. (laughs) His owner, Newell Partridge of Salem, West Virginia, claimed to have seen strange patterns on his television screen, followed by a mysterious sound outside his home days before. When he shined a flashlight towards the noise, he saw the same two large red eyes his dog would later chase. Mm. 
As more reports came in, news outlets needed a name to call the creature by. A reporter, inspired by Batman, began calling the monster Mothman. Of course it came from Batman. Right? Like, he's like, ah. This, like, I could just see it. He's like a Marvel head. He's like, it's the Mothman. <laughs> For real. Like, <laughs> make it so cool. And I could just see it. Apparently in the Batman, and I'm going to get chewed alive if I get this wrong, so I'd like to apologize to anyone who is really into this and I get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure later on I saw that there is a creature called the Killer Moth in the Batman series. But that oh. didn't exist back then. So a lot of people thought, oh, maybe this was like combining the two, but it didn't exist yet in the lore. But it is kind of on brand. Like there is kind of a I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> giant moth creature <laughs> within Batman. So okay. that is that is a part of it. All right. Now to get into what what do people really think was going on? So the sheriff, George Johnson, believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron. I'm going to show you a photo. Girl. No. No. Big pass. That's like a seabird. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So wildlife. That does not even look like 10 feet wingspan. I can't remember like how, but they, yeah, it doesn't really. Like, where are the red eyes? Where is the snatched It waist? is not giving the way Mothman is. <laughs> it's gives. not giving Mothman. For Mothman me. serves it for the people. Mm, and He's a little bit thicker, you, you know? know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> So wildlife biologist Robert Smith was convinced the sightings fit the description of a sand hill crane, a large American crane almost as tall as a man with a seven foot wingspan with circles of red around their eyes. So let me show you what that looks like. Okay. So that's the eyes. Mm, okay. Remember, it's dark. They saw it on the side of the road. Yeah, but that's not like... And like maybe okay. in the right, like if I'm kind of seeing that one a little bit more, but still, that looks like a freaking what are those? What am I thinking about? Ostrich. I just kind of I see the ostrich. If I saw an ostrich on the side of the road in the middle of the night, that would freak me out. And ostriches are pretty big too. Like do, they can't fly though. Can that thing fly? Yes, this can. Aww. And it can, you know. It's as almost as tall as a man with a seven feet wingspan. Like that's pretty like Wow, that's pretty big. That's pretty big significant. Bird. Yeah, exactly. And the red mm. and it's late at night, so they're just really sh- seeing the shape of it. I kinda I see what they're Um, it does not look like the sketch. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture, like, okay, we see the side version of this right now, but if we saw like maybe it from head on, I can kinda see it. I can kinda see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. And so another explanation that was really popular at the time was it must have been a giant owl. Now that those eyes and the those top are the right of eyes. it and the top of it with its little oh it's a little moppy <laughs> Yes, exactly. And okay, he's cute. So cute. This is a Stygian owl, which um was rare in the area, but they have found this over the years in the area. And one okay. thing that's really like important to know about this type of owl is that the eyes will only glow that red reflecting color when light is on it. So all these yeah, people- Yeah, it's like a cat eye. Exactly. Yeah. All these stories have light being shown upon it and that's when you saw the red glowing eyes. So it really matches that kind of- Okay, but like, is this thing going out and eating German shepherds? 
Because, like, I don't see it. Absolutely <laughs> like, not. I just, that's a big dog. And this is a small, this is a way smaller. This is not yeah, it looks like by a baby. any means. Like, this specific owl, I think, doesn't even get anywhere near that size. Yeah, he's not giving me terror. He's giving me, like, I want to cuddle with it. So cute. I mean, owls are pretty vicious, though. Yeah. So that's kind of the the main okay. ideas of the time. Now, there's one major piece of this puzzle we need to talk about, which is the TNT area. That's where the two young couples originally spotted Mothman. Okay. Known by locals as the TNT area, during World War II, more than 8,000 acres in this region was devoted to an ammunition manufacturing facility that employed a few thousand people at its peak. And Point Pleasant's okay. a pretty small town. Explosives were stored in bunkers scattered across the area. At the end of the war, the area was abandoned, converted to a wildlife management area. However, mm. it was discovered in the 80s to be extremely contaminated by explosives and their byproducts. A cleanup was done in the 90s. However, in May 2010, one of the bunkers containing 20,000 pounds of materials suddenly exploded. <laughs> because of this, many believed the Mothman was a mutated animal. Okay, that's where I thought this was going. Mm -hmm. Like, did was it mutated by, but like... Because that's a lot of, you know, I was watching this one documentary on the Mothman and a local had said that he believes that they were even doing nuclear experiments there because it was such a big facility and it shut yeah. down after World War II. So it's kind of in line with all of that. But like, isn't it like a cross of like a human and a like, is it the human that turned into a moth or is it a moth that turned into like a human-like thing? You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, this, this is such a slippery slope because, you know, the internet turns it into oh, they were doing experiments by mixing animals and humans. But I didn't. I don't go fully into that because it's such a, like, a, all right. <laughs> Dude, you'd be surprised, though. I think there is some things that we would be shocked by that the government has done. Oh, for sure. But I mean, if you think of, turning like, a moth and a human, I feel like that's just, like, you take something too much and then something so big, and it's just, it's not, not they connecting just for like, me. just like, yeah, let's try and make anything happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That That's a little far to me. I'm, like, I'm more willing to believe that they had this area where they had all these explosives and they just didn't clean it up. Like I totally, that, I mean, that's, oh, yeah, 100%. that's <laughs> happening right now. Like, hello, the train derailment, like same. Whatever. Yeah. See what comes same out of the story. Sludge. Different I don't place. Know. It's so true. Exactly. And I, so yeah. I can totally see an 8,000 acres. It's huge. It's a huge that's amount of big. land. And from what I can understand, like they turned it into a wildlife area, but it was more so like, meh, we don't want to clean this up. Let's call it a wildlife area and call it yeah. a day. Like that's kind of the vibe I got from just like interviews that I've seen online. Um, but I can easily believe like an owl or a crane like maybe got mutated. I kind of – I personally lean into that theory because that's fun. Possibly, but then they mutated into like – Okay, I don't know. Isn't there also isn't there also like about Mothman him being kind of like paranormal in a way? Like Ooh, doesn't we'll get he bring into like it, girl. weird? Okay, okay, I love it. <laughs> a mutated demon. Mm. Ooh, that sounds terrible. Oh, that sounds worse. I <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a bad idea. Like both are bad. Like that's not. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pass on that no. one. We're not even gonna. The demons need to stay away from the nuclear areas. Okay, we just can't deal with that right now. <laughs> I do not have that in me. Listen. <laughs> Reports of the Mothman would continue to come in for over a year. 
However, all sightings would come to a stop on a tragic day in December 1967. The silver bridge that connected Point Pleasant, West Virginia to Gallup Police, Ohio, collapsed under the weight of rush hour traffic. 46 perished in the tragedy. Hmm. Because the bridge collapse and Mothman sightings were so close together, people began to connect the two. Theories began to appear accusing the Mothman of being something demonic, a creature that was either a messenger of death or possibly even the cause. Over the years, Mm. more theories have popped up, including the Mothman being of alien origins or an interdimensional being. One of that was just like the hat man. Mm-hmm. And one of the another ideas was, okay, so some people thought a demon that was messenger of death or possibly the cause, of course. But some people mm-hmm. were like, okay, maybe it's an interdimensional being or an alien that was there to try and warn people. So that kind of was the okay. two different sides of outside of maybe an animal or a creature. That's kind of the yeah. two camps that people I like the creepy camp just because it was like it gives you like the creeps, you know, like you don't want to see it. I do can kind of see the alien, though, too, because like maybe that the race of aliens that they always say like look like prey mantis kind of looks like a moth. Very true. Very, very true. And I think another interesting thing is on the alien side. So as reporters started to like, you know, write a lot about like Mothmen, apparently, and this just goes into every story. Every story has this ending. But apparently, Men in Black did come into Point Pleasant and started. It's always the <laughs> Men in Black, man. I know. I They're know. They're everywhere. I know. I almost hate bringing it up because I'm like, oh, it's always tacked on to one of these stories. But apparently, some of the reporters that were getting very invested into Mothman before the bridge accident were visited by Men in Black. That is something that I saw a couple times online as well. Interesting. So that kind of puts Mothman back into like an alien species. And uh, it's- But like, are the Men in Black, here's the thing, are the Men in Black always alien? Like, do they always have to relate to aliens? Because I, what if it's Hmm. the government just paying people off that see anything that they don't want them to see, regardless of if it's aliens? Because like, I was watching a show last night, I forget what it is, it's on Netflix and it's about UFOs. Girl, is it unexplained? Yes. Girl, I was going to recommend that show to you. I'm not okay. kidding. That's so funny. Everybody else should watch it too. Oh my um, gosh. I, I love it. Love I'm already involved. It, it yeah. is so yeah. good. That Which episode are you on? Okay. <laughs> Here's the deal. I'm a grandma. I keep falling asleep to the first episode. <laughs> I've tried two nights in a row now, <laughs> and every time it'll be like 10 minutes into something I haven't seen. I'm like, wow, this is so interesting. And I'm like, gone. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm going to try again episode. tonight. I just finished episode two, so I'm right there okay, with you. Okay, perfect. I'm not that far behind. <laughs> love it. <laughs> but they were saying that like you would get paid. like, And then I thought maybe Angel from the first episode – even though we, I honestly think that might be a hoax. But from the first episode, maybe he got paid off not to make the second video and just paid to go away. Ooh, I mean, it is a great – I love – Roswell was Roswell was another one where uh, the rancher, uh, Mac Brazel, one of the stories that people said was he had a brand new truck after he went silent after they took back the original story. He had a brand new truck I and mean, like all this listen, stuff. Listen, I'm not going to say that he wasn't saving for his truck, but maybe he was not saving for his truck. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the lore of Men in Black, right? It's like this like ominous 
government group that pays people off and like keeps things under wraps. So I, I, I don't know. I have a thing about Men in Black. I like to keep them in my alien stories, but sometimes like for some reason with Mothman, I was like, don't do this. Don't, don't take Mothman from me. I know. <laughs> as silly as oh that sounds, God. but an interesting point for sure. Besides the sightings in the late 60s, there haven't been many more sightings of the Mothman. More recently, in 2016, a man spotted a mysterious creature in Point Pleasant where the original sighting took place. And he took photos of the creature jumping from tree to tree. Yes, sir. You got cammed up and we love it and we thank you for it. I hope these photos are actually good. (laughs) So here's the first one. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't expect that. (laughs) So just for context, the the little, that's the head on the left side. Little duh. Okay. (laughs) Well, I thought maybe it was its little tentacles. No. (laughs) Okay, okay. Here's, here's, Here's photo number two. Okay, that one's a little bit more weird. Like, I would think that's a bat. That yeah, first one, looks, though, like, what in the hell? What are those legs? And the man claimed to have never heard of the Mothman legend. Could this just be, like, a dude jumping on a trampoline? <laughs> With, like, weird little shoes on. Yes, in your outfit right now. <laughs> it's actually me. This was me. It's actually you. Oh, my God. Like, what? <laughs> Like fully, like, I it's love it. So weird. It's giving me angel vibe. Like it, like a, like it looks like it could be painted on top of like a mausoleum or something. Oh, okay. I see that. I kind of love that. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know what I was getting into, but I didn't think it was that <laughs> relatable. In 2018, multiple sightings of a flying humanoid creature were reported in Chicago. Mm. Accounts included a large black bat-like being with glowing red eyes, a big owl, a gothic gargoyle, and a mothman. Because, mm. you know, it's in the zeitgeist. <laughs> yeah. So a security guard in Chicago who witnessed the creature told Vice News, quote, I saw a plane flying, but also something moving really awkwardly under it. It didn't look like a bat so much as what illustrations of pterodactyls look like, with the slenderness of its head and its wing shape. I know what birds and I know what bats look like. This thing didn't have any feathers or fur, and it didn't fly like anything I've ever seen. After the creature flew away, Hmm. he went to retrieve his phone that was charging. Quote, (sighs) I remember thinking, this was the worst time in the world to have my phone charging. End quote. That's what I was exactly thinking, sir. Like, how convenient. How convenient. It's always the tale as old as time. <laughs> that's fine. We'll let it slide this time. But he had no... F- okay, that's interesting because the first couple of accounts definitely say, like, feathered, furry. Yeah, this one didn't. This was more like... That's more like bat. Have you read Akatar? No. Oh, damn it. Like, you don't know what the bat boys are? The Lyrians. Okay, no, but it for okay, me. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I like if you're a big reader, it's a big series. It's right back there. It's like the it's like four or five books. Is it good? But it is like it's like fantasy romance, and there's these bat boys. And it sounds terrible, but you end up falling in love with them. Okay. Like like in but like a like, cheesy Twilight way, or like is it more? Yeah, action-y? kind of. Okay. It's better than Twilight. There's definitely like 
descriptive scenes, if I can say. But so Twilight means Fifty Shades of Grey meets Bats. Yes, (laughs) pretty much. It's really good. Okay. Anyway, I'm curious. It just reminds me. It reminds like maybe something flew out of the books and is in real life. Okay, I love that. The Bat Boys are they in Chicago? Because then we we I don't solved know. It. No, they're in they're in like literally their own fairyland. But that's okay. Okay, I have so many questions. I'm gonna look this up too. They're in the Night Court. Just look it up. Just watch a few TikToks. Okay. Just look up recent. Look up what? Recent. Recent. I hate his name. I call it Rysend. There's gonna be a debate. If anybody else watch like listen like listens reads Akatar. I say Rysend. Apparently, it's wrong. It's recent. Hate it. It's up to interpretation. You can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, well, now I'm curious. I want to know what that is. But it is interesting. Like, this feels so much more pterodactyl-y and not moth or owl. Yeah. This feels a little bit more. And also the timeline is so different. So. Right. I don't know. Either way. Maybe it's the actual Batman. <laughs> the legitimate. I like From, like the legit Batman. <laughs> actual bat <laughs> Batman. Part. I like the idea of a pterodactyl. Like, there's something very fun in Jurassic Parky in my brain of a pterodactyl, like, coming for some reason, like, some experiment. Survived. Yeah. Like, life finds a way. Very, very that. And a pterodactyl hatched. There's something, like, oh I still have hope that woolly mammoths exist. I don't know why. When I was a kid, I was so obsessed with the idea of woolly mammoths. And I was like, I, I think they still are out there. And I don't know why. When I did they die? A long Did they die in the ago. Ice Age? I'm I gonna, thought they died like I want to say on. yes, but now I'm, like, worried. I don't know. Don't hold me to it. I was a kid. Okay. Well, we're, it was we're a long time ago, though. They were gone. They were, they've been gone yeah, okay, for a long right. time. But it's that thing of, like... There's so much of the world we haven't explored and we don't know. And it's true. Anytime I see an article that's like, previously thought extinct bird is actually back, I get so pumped. I'm like, we're so close to mammoths. Let's go. <laughs> go mammoths. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll also cover that on a later episode of the pod. When they I love it. <laughs> Okay, okay. You can tell it's Friday. Friday energy. All it right. is Friday. <laughs> All right. So the Mothman legend has extended well beyond the community of Point Pleasant, which now holds the annual Mothman Festival in September, gathering Ooh. people from all across the world to enjoy. And you better believe that now we have to go. Like, I want to we go. We should go. The shirts, yeah. the merch is really on point for this festival. I was, like, oh. very, like, shout out Mothman Festival and the people that put it together because, one, it looks really fun. They p- take people to tours of the TNT area. And the woods, the forest. I don't know if I want that. Yeah. Around it is really dense and really thick. So it's it's really, like, mm. okay, I can kind of see, like, things hiding within. I don't know. There's something about it that feels very, yeah. like, okay. When you're in the lurking. sticks. Yeah, you're like, oh, something's up in here. Yeah, like I can't see too far. Except my brain immediately mm-hmm. goes, oh, there must also be Bigfoot here. There's any any dense forest, I'm like Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> but so that's it. That's the legend of the Mothman. I love it. Cute. Yeah, I don't know. Like what I always expected him to be or I always thought of him as like very paranormal. Oh. Like very like weird. Like maybe, well, what is the other one? The Goatman? Goatman Bridge? Have you heard of that? No. It's like a Sam and Colby thing. They like went to like Goatman Bridge and it freaked me out. I gotta watch it again. Maybe I'll cover that one time. I okay, yes, I have so many questions. But it reminds me of Goatman. I don't know what it is. Like there's just something and why are there so many men? Like crossbreeds of man. Yeah, where's the ladies? Mothman, goat man. What's another man? Is it only those two? (laughs) 
I'm like, what's up with all these? No, it's just Friday energy. I believe you, though. But there is, though. But yeah, where are, where's that? the moth ladies? Yeah. Where's, I mean, okay, I guess that Where's fake- the representation? <laughs> where's the, like, the, I mean, we did have it with those aliens that were shown in Mexico, because there was one female with eggs. Yeah, we so had the we eggs. Have that. <laughs> I know cake, I want I, I want I'm, I want a moth lady. Oh my gosh, I with like too. really beautiful eyelashes. I don't know why that's selling that for me right now, but I can really see that. Cute, love it. <laughs> anyway, so that's the legend of the moth man. Beautiful. Woo. Woo. I'm excited. Well, next week we're gonna go into what the general weird, or we're doing conspiracy theories. General I know weird. we've got something. It's going to be generally weird next time. Yeah, so. it is kind of part. The story that I have is so wild and such, like, internet lore. And I, I'm so pumped to share it with you because it's weird. It's like, so probably general <laughs> weird is going to be the <laughs> As the weird, as weird as my cat sounds or... <laughs> not kidding if ringtones still existed or if they were still popular i would have clipped that so quick that's so funny that's so funny this is a random story but i was recently in washington dc visiting another one of our childhood friends seraphina and we went to this pool like this like resort do you know what resort pass is Yes. Yeah. So you like buy a you can get you get in a pass yeah. to just like go to a pool, which is hilarious because like looking back, growing up in Hawaii, like how often we just pool hopped in places all the time. <laughs> so legal pool hopping, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fine. with permission. So we did like a resort pass just for the day, and there was this little girl there. Her and her friend just would not stop making dolphin noises, like ah! like that's so nice. that. And then this yeah. <laughs> this one mom was like. Wow, you do a really good like impression of a dolphin. Do you have any other noises? And she, without a beat, goes, "Uh huh," <laughs> and that was it. No explanation. <laughs> she jumps into the water and just what? swims away. And we were crying. We were like trying so hard not to laugh because, like, you don't want to like make a kid feel yeah, self-conscious can, or anything. Hundred percent. But it was so just the confidence of being like, "Oh yeah, I got this." <laughs> She's me when I was younger. <laughs> no, you really, really embodied the cat. Maybe that's because you were also younger and you were like, she's so cool. Like, like, this is why I'm wow, friends with you. Wow. Taylor, the cat. Wow. The cat whisperer. The cat whisperer. It's like when I told people I could control rain. I don't know. if Why is that mean, girls? I know it's going to rain because my booby hurt. Like, what is it? <laughs> it kind of does. I was sitting on a trampoline with a childhood friend of ours and the wind there was like a nice like pineapple rain going on and mm-hmm. there was just a very very light breeze and so it was doing this and this and all I was doing was just doing like following Tracing it, yeah. and I was like so dumb I, little me was like did you know I'm a witch and I'm actually controlling that and I love and it. then she goes oh yeah me too and she starts doing the exact same thing and I go well, no, you're doing it for pretend I'm actually doing it. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Bratty child. Bratty child. So funny. On one. Anyway, happy Friday right now. Happy Friday. Happy Halloween in, in the future. Yes. <laughs> happy Tuesday. Happy Halloween. Go enjoy your trick-or-treating. Yes. Hopefully, if you're an adult, you get uh, lots of little kids to your doorstep. Oh, it's the best. That's always the best. Oh, it's the best. Um, happy Halloween, so guys. Cute. Oh, the best yeah. time. We'll see you in our next episode, and we're going to go into the general weird. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye.